welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father, and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbert. What's up after that very subpar crack? <laughs> <laughs> and Trey Stinky Fingers Jose, who was late on the crack. It's his fault. I counted down the crack. I was on point. I'm just going to start by saying my fucking defense of the week murdered it. Oh, yeah. 32 points, baby. Take a lap. Let's go, baby. Let me take a lap real quick. Take a lap. I'm like Usain Bolt. That's his little, that's there his goes little tiny lap. feet paddling around the trash. <laughs> 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 I'm going fast, though. He was cruising. <laughs> Big strides, baby. Um, hey, listening to them starts of the week. You want to hear them. Yeah, good, uh, good Monday night for Tyler and his Seahawks. Hawks. Oh! <laughs> yes, I knew you weren't going to go with me. Uh, yeah. Sorry. You're solo on that, a little adventure. But, uh, yeah, the, the New York Giants are terrible uh, at football, as it seems. Crazy that Daniel Jones got paid so much money. Uh, is what it is. Hopefully you weren't relying on any Giants. Um I guess we'll see what happens when Saquon gets back, but it is yeah. not looking good. I mean, you might know a little thing or two about relying on Giants tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know a lot. Yeah. yeah. Actually. In one league, I lost by point. How much was it? Point one four, I believe it was. Point one four points. Uh, deciding to bench Matt Breida and throw in uh, Zach Charbonnet. Last last minute gut decision. So, does Matt Breida much better? Don't though? do that. I think he had at least point one four points Breida more than finished than with like ten ish points, and Charbonnet finished with like four or five. I would take the same risk, man. Matt Breida does not score points unless he scores touchdowns. Which I'm surprised he got ten points tonight. I just on- scoring a touchdown. Honestly, I thought what would happen kind of happened. Yeah, Breida had Giants, ten points. The Giants wouldn't be able to move the ball. The Seahawks would score, and they'd be up, and Charbonnet would get a good amount of run. You're right about like, the about first defense, three but... quarters of that. Yeah, no, it you was kind of weird, Walker though. Even sits. in the very end of the game, when like there's four minutes to go, we're up 24 points, 21 points where it was, and they're still handing the ball off to Kenneth Walker instead of throwing Charbonnet in there. Even after they threw Drew Locke in at the end of the game and they sat Geno, they still kept still had Kenneth, Kenneth out there. Walker out there. Yeah. Can't complain. I'm a Kenneth Walker owner and starter. You gotta love, you gotta love Pete Carroll, man. Um, he's gonna get hurt at some point. I bet it happens. The wear and tear will take a toll. But uh, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wishing for anyone to get hurt, but like. I don't know. I just it's a long season. So if we're being real, though, probably one of the best handcuffs to have, Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, he's good for sure. I mean, but then again, they're not like overly wearing him down. He's the most carries had so far in the season. Eighteen. He only had seventeen carries tonight. Shut up, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) We were doing something here. (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, So yes, another boring Monday night football game. Unless you're a Seahawks fan uh, or. Or had some of those guys on your fantasy teams. Um, specifically the defense. Yeah, specifically the defense. Shout out, Trey. Nice call on the defense, stinky defense of the week. Thank you. He got about uh, 13 more coming this year. <laughs> or four. <laughs> uh, in other news, before we get into waiver wires, 
um, things that happened throughout the weekend. Um, Colts head coach Shane Steichen said they are designating running back Jonathan Taylor to return from the PUP, and he will be practicing on Wednesday per Adam Shefty. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor is a back is back. And I guess he is a back, a running back and is also back from the PUP. (laughs) The real question is how much playing time does he get? Yeah. Yeah. It was a question of whether he's going to play or not. But at this point with the latest that we have, it sounds like he is going to be back and probably going to play at some capacity in week five. Yeah. You, I just feel like it's not going to be. It'll be on a snap count because Zach Moss has been playing well in the first few weeks of the season. Um, not as great this week as he did the first couple, but still, I feel like Zach Moss has probably earned keeping some playing time there. Um, so I would expect John Taylor to bring him back slow if he can. Mm. I mean, once he comes back, though, why not just like run him into the ground? You know he's not coming back. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's gone after this year, so you could do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could come back and just completely take over this backfield. And really, the only thing this offense can do is run the ball. Yeah. Um, now, Grant, it's not a great matchup against Tennessee next week no, either. It's not. So, you're probably going to want to wait and hold if you can. Uh, maybe you got Jonathan Taylor late in drafts because everyone let him fall. So, you, if you have a good team and you're winning games, you probably don't need Jonathan Taylor right away. But he's coming back. <laughs> And going to play so for the Colts, which is going to be interesting. Um, in other news, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert, he suffered his fracture, that fractured finger on his left non-throwing hand, came back into the game uh, with a, a wrap on it, and uh, they have the bye this week, I believe, right? Yep. So they got a bye, so he's not going to miss any time. He'll be back uh, for sure after the bye. Did you see what he said post game about the injury? I did not. No, it's a major throwback, even for us, because you know we're I guess we're not that old. But uh, he did a Monty, a Monty Python quote, and he was like, "Oh, like like tis but a scratch, nothing but a flesh wound." <laughs> <laughs> From that nice. scene where that guy gets his fucking arm cut <laughs> off, <laughs> oh, tis but a scratch. <laughs> That's funny. I did not see that. That's yeah, good hilarious. on him though. Funny guy, real funny guy. Justin Herbert is. Um, <laughs> Javante Williams, hip flexor. Um, he's not expected to miss much time, but we'll talk about that. Uh, replacements for him when we get into the waivers. RIP. And Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins, rib fracture. Uh, it's up in the air whether or not he's going to miss time. Sounds like it's more of a pain tolerance thing, but that also does sound pretty painful. Uh, and the Bengals have been playing like shit. So we'll bring up Tyler Boyd uh, in the waivers um, as well. Anything else? Rightfully Uh, so. Cooper Cup is also expected to be back this week after the first four weeks being on the IR. Okay, so should I get him off of waivers? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and you should also tell me what league you're in. That has uh, him on, yeah. That's one of I'd like to join. It was year, a uh, CBS slash Yahoo Fantasy League. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he will be available in those leagues. It's a Dynasty League from 1997. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Six years old. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise anybody with those fucking leagues. Um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, a lot of shit happened over the weekend, uh, but we will cover as much as we can uh, as we maneuver through waiver wire ads for uh, week five. Can't believe it's week five already. Fucking Actually, crazy. real quick, one other injury to note. Um, not that you necessarily was going to be picking up, up for him, but Mike Evans did pull a hamstring this weekend. Uh, status is still very much unknown for this coming week, but uh, oh, they're on by. Never mind. And I'll just say this: I I like Baker Mayfield back there. I think it's going to continue to get slightly better every week. So I, I like what's happening in their passing offense. So if he ends up, I mean, being one high- of the most surprising teams of the season so far. They're three and one. Yeah, and he's not playing bad. I mean, I had him as my start of the week. I think last week that was a dud. Shit, the bet on that one. But he did great this last week. So I, I think we can expect to see Baker Mayfield flirt with being a starter um, quite a few times in, throughout the year. Maybe yeah. even just being a starter. Who knows what's going to really happen? Yeah, I mean, he is playing better than we all expected. QB 14 right now on the year is averaging uh, 16.85 fantasy points per week. So obviously Mike Evans is his go-to guy. Hopefully he's... Not down and out too long, but yeah. But I mean, Godwin had a really nice game after Evans went out. Yeah, good. Thank God, I've been waiting for him to do something. <laughs> Thank God, when? Huh? Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I've been slipping on my puns. Yeah, you have. You, I mean, have you lost it? I lost a step. Um, no, I'm just taking a slight nap. <laughs> for a couple Still months. <laughs> um. Also, just to mention, uh, Pat. Old Pat Fryermuth uh, is going to miss two to three weeks with a hamstring injury. So, uh, Darnell Washington season? Ooh. No, it's not. Come on. That offense is struggling right now, dude. Kenny Pickett also got injured, didn't he? Yeah, and it sounds like he's also going to miss some time. Yeah, th- this offense will be interesting for a minute here. Yeah. See how that plays out. I don't expect much. Dude, why does Darnell Washington look like he's a 50-year-old man already? That's because he is. It's because you're racist. <laughs> Bruh. Wow. Wow. I'm kidding. I just assume he's black because his name is Darnell. Wow. Look at this man. Look how old he is. Yeah, he's the giant from Georgia. I know. Yeah, he's 6'7", 240, but like, look at him. That's an old, that's <laughs> is an he old from man. Texas? You've never seen him and He before? went to Georgia. I would say Texas, maybe they held him back like just 8,000 times and <laughs> let him play high school football when he was 32. <laughs> We need get this man man's birth certificate, please. We need to know he might be thirty two. Look at this guy. Oh god, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, he would just beat all of our asses at the same time. Oh, for sure. Yep. Don't let Tyler him hear first. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler's at her first. Dude, I'm just running away. <laughs> <laughs> Not far. Um, all right, let's get into these waiver wires. <laughs> Not far. <laughs> <laughs> There's four teams on by to keep a keep an eye out for. Uh, Cleveland Browns, the Chargers, the Buccaneers, and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so you will not have any of those guys available for your roster this week. The buys begin. Um, so at quarterback, uh, a couple names to throw around at this point. Uh, C.J. Stroud. We did just talk about Baker Mayfield. You know, if you're in a situation where you're hurting at quarterback. Take a look. I'm not sure what his roster percentage is, but he's a viable streaming it, option. It should be lower than C.J. Stroud's, but obviously, yeah, 
yeah, who we're about to talk about. Sorry, I just spilled the beans. Yeah, he's lower than that, but he's not producing like C.J. Stroud is. But, I mean, you are talking about three quarterbacks that haven't started in most leagues so far this year in terms of Sean Watson, Justin Herbert, and Geno Smith have all been, you know, pretty highly started. So you could be looking for a quarterback this week. Baker Mayfield is gone, obviously. Yeah, Baker's, yeah. But C.J. Stroud would be a great pickup. I mean, obviously on roster, you'll hear this a bunch so far tonight, but the sleeper percentage on roster... I'm sorry. The roster percentage on sleeper, come on, for CJ Stroud is 55. percent It's a lot. It's like 30 percent on most other other apps. Um, but he's been killing it. He's by far the best rookie quarterback. It's not even close. Um, and if you take out his uh, poor Week One performance, he's actually the ninth best quarterback in fantasy so far this year. Mm. So, um, just another guy you should be able to plug in this week, and he should produce for you the way that they're throwing the ball around. Throwing the ball around. Yeah, 10th-ranked quarterback right now uh, in fantasy. uh, Fourth in yards with 1,212. Six touchdowns, zero interceptions on the year. um, Averaging 18.65 fantasy points per week. Uh, That's impressive, man. He's been crushing it. And, uh, you know, everyone who said Stroud over love, myself, uh was super right. Myself. And it's, we'll, we'll see how that plays out for the rest of their careers. But, yes, so far <laughs> in four weeks, you are correct. Yeah, he's in good company right now. I saw a graphic earlier. Uh, he's one of seven quarterbacks to start their career averaging 300 yards a game after four games and having zero interceptions. And the other six were all Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Or they're going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, I know that he is the second most... Passing yards yards through the first four games of his career behind only Cam Newton. Wow. Yeah. I wish I could put that graphic up, but I can't this quick. But he was in very good company. They were all either Hall of Famers or they're gonna be. So he he's off to a good fucking start, man. Absolutely. Uh obviously another name that's made the rounds and is probably rostered in your league, but Jordan Love, um if you're playing on ESPN or Yahoo, more likely to be available there. Um, also a nice pickup. Yeah, they are playing the Raiders this weekend, or on Monday night, actually. It's going to be actually very fun next Monday for us because we're going to have the, the civil war between Jim and Trey here. Uh, it's going to be a – we're both going to be really mad, I feel like. It's, it's going to be a lot of bad <laughs> football, be real I think. <laughs> it's going to be a angry <laughs> podcast. <It is. laughs> we'll probably just live stream a slap box between the two of you. Yeah. We might have to do it live. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be a good one. James has like three inches on me, but I still slap the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what I did to everyone else. You're next. I've done it to you before. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and it was it smelled really bad too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he wins. Had to wash his face afterwards. <laughs> Get them fangs on you, baby. All right, that's pretty much it for quarterbacks. Unless you want to pick up Russ, you know, go for it. I think he's rostered in 53 percent of leagues um, on sleeper. They get the the Jets. The Jets <clears throat> next week. I mean, honestly, the Broncos are terrible, but they're not necessarily losing because of Russell Wilson. I mean, he's putting up numbers. They just don't seem to mean a whole lot. Yeah, he is a top ten quarterback in fantasy so far. It's actually ninth, right ahead of C.J. Stroud. Yeah. So it's been an interesting year. Wild man. world we live in. Oh, that shit even out though. Don't buy into the hype too hard. All right, moving on to uh, running backs. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin. 
McLaughlin. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Or is it like McLaughlin, like a like a white woman? I don't know, man. With Jaleel McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta sharpen your sword, man. It's getting pretty dull. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> ben Glocken. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Rostered in two percent of leagues, so widely available. Javante Williams went down with the hip flexor injury, and we saw a lot of Jaleel out there um at least you know percentage wide and snaps between him and Samaj P Ryan it was kind of split but as you were stating before we started this podcast Tyler Jalil did out touch Samaj and he was effective i mean uh 10 touches 105 yards total uh so it's over 10 yards a touch he clearly added a new dimension to this offense that's lacking playmakers as we can see so far on the season uh, he's kind of a game breaker, and if they can find a way to get him more on the field, and and obviously Marvin Mims as well, because we were talking about him the other week, they got to find guys with speed to open up this offense. And I mean, you might as well give him a shot. What I would say is, you know, are we if if you're in a tight situation, you know, and you need to pick up a running back to play next week, they don't have a great matchup. I know the Jets' defense has been hit or miss, but Still pretty good defense overall, and obviously that defensive line is nothing to nothing to play with. Um, confident in picking them up and starting them against the Jets? New York Jets <sighs> ain't nothing to fuck with. And if you had to choose one, is it Jaleel or is it Samaje? I think I would choose Jaleel, but yeah, like you said, the matchup sucks. Um, so I don't think I'd be looking to start him. And the problem then comes to the question of like, if Javante's not, who's not expected to miss a lot of time, it could just end up being one week. Right. Do you really want to go out and spend a bunch of fab on Jaleel? I don't know. Um, I think he's worth kind of a, a pickup if you're not spending too much money on him just to stash him and see what happens because it could be one of those things where he does overtake Samaje as the number two back in the offense, even once Javante's back. Yeah. yeah. Javante's dealt with some injuries too, though. So, and I do like Jaleel a lot more than Samaje. If I'm struggling at running back, I'd be willing to give up like 15, maybe 20% of my fab, depending on what my team is looking like. Mm. That That's what the, the fantasy has come to, though, at this point. It's like when you get yeah. to a point where like there's a running back who could emerge in an offense, you got to be on that shit. Yeah. And you're, just, right. you're more or less taking an absolute risk. He could end up being the guy in Denver if something goes down. Yeah, I, I'm just worried about overpaying, and then Javante comes back after week one and or one week, and you're – you just spent a good amount of fab on a guy that you're not going to be able to use. And you could end up dropping like a week later. Yeah. Yo, and if it is only one week, like playing the Jets, the Jets have been you like. You need to win if you're fucking 0-4 or 1-3. and and I just don't think it's going to happen, though, against the Jets. Like they have given up points, but they're still super respectable against the run. They probably had the most carries against them in the league. I don't really know what the stat is right now. But, I mean, they're averaging almost 30 carries a game against them, which is pretty goddamn high. They've only given up one touchdown on the year. And a lot of those games yeah. are giving up less than four yards a carry. So, and the Broncos' offense looks like fucking garbage right now. So, even if Jalil is, like, the starter this week, I wouldn't even expect much. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not – I really don't want to spend more than 5% of my fab on Jalil or Samaje. Which Samaje is rostered in about fifty one percent of leagues. So I'd rather have Jaleel. But he is he's probably the hottest ticket on the on the fucking waiver wire this week. Yeah, it's kind of a quiet week for waiver wire, honestly. 
not a lot out there. Uh, but that will lead to people overspending on guys that aren't going to end up being that valuable. Like it just kind of feels like a trap to me. Jaleel. Yeah. We talked about Jerome Ford last week. <clears throat> I mean, we just get on these names, we get super hyped up, and we're just like, okay, this is the guy. It, but like I said, that's the landscape right now. You got to be on these backup running backs because you could end up with someone who's going to finish top 20 just because they're the backup on a team that has to run the goddamn ball because it's the fucking name of the game, baby. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if, you know, these next three names I would kind of be a little bit more interested in spending or at least putting a claim in on because you might be able to get them for free or maybe a dollar um, if they're available. Um, Tajay Spears rostered in 34% of leagues. Obviously, Derrick Henry's handcuff. Uh, Derrick Henry showed up. Um, I had a pretty risky sit of the week last yeah, week. Apparently, the king is not dead. The king is alive and well, uh, it turns out. And uh, my Thank beheading God. is about uh, tomorrow at sunrise, whenever that is. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, but Tajay Spears is obviously the immediate backup, right? And like, you're going to be, able, if he's available, you're going to be at, able to add him for less than what Jalil or Samaje is going to cost. Um, same with Tank Bigsby, you know, uh, rostered in 36% of leagues, but, has been really quiet. Etn is the the guy there, but if you know Etn's a smaller guy, if something were to happen, Tank Bigsby is the immediate handcuff. Is going to get a lot of work. And one more name, Ronnie Rivers, only rostered in one percent of leagues, but got a lot of a decent amount of run uh, on the Los Angeles Rams offense. Even though Kyron Williams is obviously the guy there, but we're seeing you know kind of a uh, uh, pattern with McVeigh that he really likes to lean on one guy and one guy's, you know, the guy. So there's really no one else there besides Ronnie. Um, so if you have room on your bench to add a guy that you can sit for a week or two just to see what happens, these are the type of guys you should be thinking about before they cost a lot. For sure. Um, f- food for thought here. Um, or really just a question. Why does Tank Bisbee look like such a bigger player than Travis Etienne when they're basically the exact same size? Etienne's listed at 5'10", 215, where Bigsby is six foot two thirteen. But Tank looks so much bigger well, than he does. They might be bluffing on uh, Etienne's weight a little bit. <laughs> I mean, two fifteen seems like a lot for Etienne. It really does. Yeah. Also big bones. Uh they're, they're Bigsby. <laughs> yeah, th- those last few guys though, they're definitely a little to to me, it seems like a little bit like reaches, but at the same time, you are on the right path with it. It's like they are the backups. These guys are getting carries. Apparently, on the Rams, no one's really touched the ball besides Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers. Yeah, you look at their backups. Um, it's Royce Freeman, Ro- Royce and Zach Freeman, Evans. They have not even touched the ball this year. No, which is kind of wild. Like usually, yeah. the third string guy will at least get some kind of touch. They're not even getting receiving. They're not getting snaps. Like uh, we're talking zero percentage. They have not seen the field. But these aren't guys you're adding to play next week. These are guys you're adding if you have room on your bench and want to add somebody with some future upside. Because all it would take is Kyron Williams to go down or Etn to go down next week, and now they're stepping into a very large role on pretty good offenses. So mm-hmm. just some. 
you know, just an idea, some names to to look for if you don't need immediate help on your roster. Just keep them in the back of the head, baby, because when those guys go down, definitely want to spring on them. Yeah, and and you said you mentioned it earlier, like you think that you said you would be more interested in these handcuffs guys over Jaleel McLaughlin, and honestly, I think I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, just because McLaughlin, like we said, Javante is probably is gonna be back sooner than later. And then he's going to go back to the kind of the role he was beforehand. Obviously, he could end up breaking out, and they see potential in him after this last week. But, yeah, the handcuff situation does seem like a something I'd rather have over Jaleel at this moment. Yeah, it's a one-week start, and if I didn't already, you know, stare you otherwise, the Jets, they give him a lot of yards, but they're really not no slouches. They, right. they haven't been in recent history. Right. Yeah, their defensive line is just filled with monsters, so... I mean, they have they have like six first round picks that cycle into the first through the defensive line. Yeah. Uh, at the wide receiver position, Joshua Palmer probably rostered in your league. Uh, if not, um, check you know other apps. Obviously, he's rostered in seventy percent on sleeper, but uh, according to the to the big herbs, he's still rostered below fifty percent on most other apps. So. Uh, First game since Mike Williams went down, Palmer led the team in targets. Uh, until Quentin Johnson starts to show more on Sundays, Palmer is carrying a solid flex-worthy floor. Yeah. Other thoughts? But, uh, uh, Josh Palmer was being drafted towards the end in most drafts that we were a part of, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Just because um, I, I guess maybe we just play with like more competitive people than most, or we would like to think so. But um, it's no secret that when someone's injured, Josh Palmer is like their next go-to guy. Yeah, it, it's been proven over time, and Quentin Johnson still needs to show like what it's worth. But if he is available, I mean, Josh Palmer is definitely. If I saw him on the waiver wire, I'm snagging him the fuck up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was a big name last week, but uh, if he's still somehow available, should be rostered in probably all leagues. Um. You know he's got the number one quarterback in fantasy throwing him the ball right now, Justin Herbert. Should yeah. we should we counter that by saying though, like we all love Quentin Johnson? I think he was at least what top three in our wide receiver I I rankings. My, I actually think I had my four. Um, he's at four or five for me, but okay, so maybe I really loved him. Yeah, I think you guys kind of loved him. him. Yeah, you. I mean, obviously we had him all ranked in the top five of our of our fantasy or of our rookie rankings. <clears throat> but I mean, you know. We mentioned it like he had a tendency even at TCU. Um, I mentioned it specifically that like big games he did kind of, you know, yeah, go invisible in. Um, He has some issues that way and he tends to catch the ball with his body instead of his hands. So he has a lot of drops that he deals with that way. So he's still figuring out in the NFL. Uh, Also with Josh Palmer, if he is available in your league, you probably get him on the cheap because they are on buy. So people won't be looking to pick him up this week. So you could probably get him from next to nothing right now. That's a good point. Yeah, Quentin Johnson just has some things to work on before he's a more complete NFL receiver, but, you know, he has the raw physical skill set for sure. Yeah. And you you could tell they were trying to get him involved as well last game with some deep shots. Um, it didn't pan out, but they are trying to work him along. So Yeah. And Palmer is very much in the Mike Williams mold where you're, he's going to kind of drive you nuts where he's going to have big games and, and small games. Because even last week until the fourth quarter, he was having a pretty paltry game. He had like 
six targets, only two catches for only I think only about twenty yards, and he had he caught a big one in the fourth quarter, and uh, it changed his whole fantasy day. You know. Yeah, and the only counter I would have to that is the Raiders were actually doing pretty good against Justin Herbert. So in Justin Herbert's worst game of the season, um, Josh Palmer still had that many looks and was still getting looked at. So uh, it's a pretty good floor for him. I, I think that's a floor for him would be the Raiders game. six, what, Seven targets, I guess, at the end of the game. Five yeah. catches. Yeah, it's definitely he's at least a flex-worthy guy. All right, uh, Michael Wilson, the rookie wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, rostered in just 6% of leagues. This is a guy I think we mentioned a few times in the offseason leading up to draft season. Um, physically talented. Uh, looks to me like their best outside receiver already. <laughs> I mean, I know Hollywood Brown is there, but Michael Wilson's he's just bigger. Um, he's got more of that you know, a uh, prototype frame um, and plays really well. I mean, he, he had a good game last week, um, two touchdowns uh, against, you know, the tough 49ers defense with Joshua Dobbs throwing him the rock. Uh, they're getting him more and more involved. Um, and it kind of seems like he's supplanted for now Rondell Moore, the number two wide receiver uh, for the Cardinals. For sure. I mean, and like you said, I mean, this offense, it's not going to be great all all year. It's, so it's going to be very hit or miss with Michael Wilson. He's still clearly behind Hollywood Brown, who uh, is getting a ton of targets through the first four games. But Michael Wilson does seem to be coming on. Uh, he had seven targets in the last game where he only had nine over the first three. So clearly something's starting to click. Um, Rondell Moore's not part of this offense, it seems like, any longer. And Zach Hurts will be very up and down just with his injury history. So uh, he's a good pickup. And maybe as the season goes along, we do see more and more out of him. I think you will. Um, you know, good news is he's playing for a coach that uh, likes to take shots and is willing to do so. And, you know, Cardinals have kind of been surprising. Uh, everyone thought, you know, at the beginning of the year, they were just going to tank for Caleb, but they've been playing hard, <laughs> trying they're, to win. They're competitive, which yeah. is yeah, more more than, than what we thought was going to happen. Um, I know throughout the first, actually, basically all offseason, everyone was expecting the Cardinals to have the first and second overall pick next year because they also had the pick from, from Houston. And as of right now, it's actually the Bears that have the first two overall picks to begin next season because of their trade with the Carolina Panthers. And rightfully so because the Bears look like shit. <laughs> they should have won this game. They fucking collapsed, but... Uh. That's the Bears, yo, I'm telling you. I grew up in the Midwest watching Bears games. I don't care how promising this team is. It's just in their MO. Or were they beating the Broncos like 21 to 3? They were up 28 to 7. 28 to 7. And lost 31 28. That's pretty impressive. Some teams are cursed. I would know. I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> I'm telling you. And things really start happening for them. It just, it just, they can't change history, man. It's destiny. All right, this next guy is a guy we mentioned uh, last week, so hopefully you went out and picked him up for free. Uh, he has been rising on the trending list. Uh, Jameson Williams, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, rostered in 53% of leagues. Um, his roster percentage is going to be lower on apps that aren't sleeper. Uh, so if you're playing on any of those apps, probably available. Go take a look. Um, He's coming back. 
Right. Uh, suspension is up in week six. Uh, no, week five. They, week they five. lowered it by two games, so he's eligible to play this week. He's eligible to play this week. There you go. Yeah, see, I understand why he's on this list, and I remember us talking about him last offseason before he was drafted by the Lions. Yeah, one of the best college wide receivers coming off an injury, all that stuff. He didn't even play like the first, what was it, like 10 weeks of the season because he's coming off of... Uh, Actually, I think he only played in one game last year. Uh, what I'm looking at right now, he played in six games. They eased him into it very slowly, though, towards the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, he's coming he, back off a major uh, injury in the national yeah. championship game the year yeah. before, so it was a right. really late year injury. Well, people gave on this one. He never played more than twenty percent, or let's just say more than twenty five percent of snaps in the last six games of the year last year. Never had more than three targets. And a quick map, uh, five. So in nine targets, he caught one for 41 yards and a touchdown in week 14. Obviously, I understand like why we liked him a lot two years ago, but it's been a decent amount of time at this point. And he's going on to an offense that's already kind of stacked with weapons. Uh, what they don't have, though, is a downfield, like elite downfield weapon that can really take the top off the defense, okay. in my opinion. And that's exactly what Jamison Williams is. I don't think he's gonna. He's not gonna be Amon Ra, right? He's not gonna be a consistent, you know, locked into your lineup. But he could have some big games. I think this year, um, and I think he immediately fills kind of a hole on this offense with a deep, deep threat. So yeah, I would expect him to be more consistent than Josh Reynolds has been. Once he gets his legs underneath him, obviously, it's gonna take him some time. Um, he's missed a lot of time in his very short career so far, but Josh Reynolds first two weeks of the season were great. And then the last two games have been terrible. Yeah. So, um, I he, think you could see very similar numbers from Jameson Williams, but I think as things start to get rolling for him, it'll be a lot more consistent. People are going to be excited to play him just because of the name and the hype. But obviously I think you're going to see much similar to what Trey was just explaining what they did last year. Like it's going to be a lot of the same. So it's a back end of the half or back half, back half of the season type of uh, play here. You're not going to be able to start him, I don't think, or you probably shouldn't start him at least for a couple weeks to see how he's utilized and and how much he's actually playing. But he's super talented, um, super fast, so um, could be a weapon for you later in the year. So we're playing the whole high ceiling game with him, which I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And the floor is basically like, oh, you might get fucking zero. You might. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> at least like the first. That's really the floor is. Weeks. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's it is what it is. Hopefully you're not picking him up to play him yeah. right away. And that's the thing is like, that's why I said we mentioned him last week and you could have picked him up from for next to nothing if he was available. Um, and then right after the Thursday night game, I was on Friday, the one they announced, like, hey, they're going to shorten his suspension by two games. He's going to be able to play in week five. So now you're going to see have a lot more people gunning for him for, for sure. this reason. And now you're going to have to pay up for him if you want to get him. Yeah. Should have listened to us last week. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Tyler Boyd. Got to listen to him, baby. Tyler Boyd, the uh, Cincinnati wide receiver, rostered in 50% of leagues. Obviously, T. Higgins out with a fractured rib. Uh, he says he won't rule himself out for this upcoming game against the Cardinals, um, and it's all going to come down to his own pain tolerance. Uh, but if he's out, Tyler Boyd should be considered. Um, 
if there's ever a game for the for the Bengals offense to wake up and hopefully get it right and score some points, like get into the end zone, <laughs> <laughs> would be the number one goal. Um, you know, this would be it against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but God, this offense has been bad. And Joe Burrow, I don't know if it's just the calf or the big fat paycheck he got or what. But honestly, it's a combination of the calf and the fact that this offensive line is still terrible. True. I, yep. I mentioned it when we were doing our our quarterback ranks. I kept pushing him far. I like the more I put him together, I think I ended up putting him down to like number eight. And you guys were kind of shocked by that. And I said it's because I was worried about this offensive line. Then when we did that ranking show it was right it was there right after the calf injury and i mentioned that like he's been sacked so many times is constantly under duress and what we're seeing so far is that there's so much pressure on him up front and he can't move like you see like there's time like he's just throwing the ball up when he's getting pressure instead of even trying to attempt to move out of the pocket um we were joking about it when we were watching the monday night game i was like you might as well have have tom brady back there because he can't move and trey made the point that it's actually more like matt ryan yeah yes sir. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of pan like you're obviously not sitting jamar chase like joe bro has already said he's gonna he's gonna be playing um but man it is kind of panic mode and i know jamar said he's always fucking open but cincinnati also is up there i think at number two in the league with drops like joe bro is has the second most wide receiver drops just behind uh trevor lawrence Damn, that sucks. He also isn't throwing the ball down the field at all. He has the lowest yards per pass attempt in NFL history with at least 150 pass attempts at 4.8 yards per pass attempt. And that's just Ooh. wild with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins on your team. <laughs> like, and especially considering like what we've seen from this offense since yeah. Joe Burrow's been there. It's one of the most explosive offenses in the league. Like what? Something else has got to be going on a little bit more than just the line and Burrow's injury. Because um, even with quick dropbacks, if you have even a little bit of time to throw the ball, he should be able to get it down the field, and they're not doing it. Yeah, I mean, demoralized by the Tennessee Derrick Henrys last week. <laughs> you know, who they haven't been good. Like, the Titans have been bad. You know, pretty good rush defense, but that's pretty much it. Everything else has been bad. Like, they're passing. Their secondary is known as one of the worst in the league. Like, historically, over the last few years with Vrabel, they can't stop anyone through the air, and they shut them down. You know, so uh, I, I, man, I, I do like Tyler Boyd with uh, T. Higgins being out. He already was getting good looks, right? Yeah, and, and, and if, for whatever reason, if Joe Burrow can't throw the ball down the field, Tyler Boyd is, you know, the guy that's going to be working underneath in the slot and on those short patterns. So. I mean, I do like him as like a flex play, but coming up, if the Bengals continue to struggle, the Cardinals are nothing special on defense, but we talked about it a little bit earlier. They've been really competitive as far as keeping up with the offense. But after that, they're playing Seattle, who should have a pretty healthy defense, and we saw what they did on Monday night. I'm not going to drive that into the ground, but Seattle's defense is definitely better than everyone thinks it is. Then they go into a bye week, and after that, they have the 49ers. Then it's the Bills, then it's the Texans, which we talked about last week. Yikes. The Texans have been a super sleeper for two years now, basically, against passing offenses, mostly because they usually get shit on. But if the Bengals are not looking good and Houston continues to play the way they are, CJ Stroud's playing pretty well, 
After that, they have Baltimore, then Pittsburgh. That's probably the Pittsburgh is probably their next easiest defense after the Arizona Cardinals. So they have like a four week run where it's going to be some pretty tough defenses. Like this team, they're zero and three now, right? Uh, one and three or one and three. I think they're not going to make the playoffs. No, probably not. After a one and three start, is almost impossible to come back from. And it's like, how long does Joe Burrow play if they're not making the playoffs and he's hurt? Mm, I'll look into the betting odds, see how much money I can make on that one. <laughs> I mean, it is a rough one. It's something to look into. They're not going to make the playoffs. Probably not. So what are you playing for? You know, pride, I guess. But but the reason I brought up their, their future schedule is if they complete, continue to play like shit, they do not have an easy defensive schedule coming up. So yeah, it could no, be rough fucking times with these guys. That's a good point. And, yeah, to add that, you know, you look at that gauntlet of defenses they're about to undertake, uh, presumably probably not going to win, uh, not going to make the playoffs. It's like when do they pull the trigger and say, hey, we got to protect our, our guy we just gave hundreds of millions of dollars to? Yeah, $55 million a year. That's, I mean, if you're heavily – invested in the Cincinnati offense you need to be thinking about making moves right now in my opinion <laughs> shit I've been thinking about it for a week and a half yeah and I'm pretty close <laughs> to just fucking bailing out on everybody yeah you might have to before things get worse if they can um, but it's not looking good uh, at tight end position you know, fuck this position, right? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Like, I'm, you know, I'm. Just, it does suck. I'm, I'm more of a loose end guy now. I think. Uh, <laughs> tight end. I like tight ends. I like loose insides. Okay. <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, God, uh, you know, Jake Ferguson, Dallas Cowboys tight end, rostered in 51 percent of leagues on sne- sleeper. Uh, less than 30% on other apps. Um, uh, I guess you should be looking to add Jake Ferguson. Uh, cause why not? You know, who else do you want to play at time? <laughs> play whoever you want. Yeah. I mean, it it's, matter. it's bad. Um, but at least Ferguson does have seven targets in three of the four games so far this year. So he's part of this offense. And at this point, the only Dak thing he likes, can, yeah, a good tight end. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just one of those things like, all you can really bank on and out of production for tight ends is like they're at least consistently part of the offensive game plan, and clearly Ferguson is. And so even if those seven targets are only going to turn to three or four catches, maybe that one game he does go for six or seven uh, catches, and that's going to give you enough <laughs> enough points to justify starting him. But, I mean, it's such a fucking crapshoot tight end this year. I feel, I feel like we say this every year, but at the same time, this year also feels worse than it has been in years yeah. past. It really feels amplified for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> it, it's bad. Uh, I was just looking right now, and Tyler's Higby, he's tight end number nine. Hasn't even had double-digit fantasy points yet this year. <laughs> How does that happen? His dude? best game was 9.6 points. Hasn't even scored a fucking touchdown. Dude, he's only scored like two touchdowns his entire fucking career. That's the one thing he doesn't do is score touchdowns. I mean, Cole but, Komet is now the tight end three. After one big game. Which we should know now after the last few years, you know, playing tight ends. Someone has a multi-touchdown game. It's going to launch him in the top 12. Yeah. And by the way, this next guy is the tight end 11 on the year. And that is the one. We all saw this coming. Johnu Smith, 
the tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. Reemerges, baby. I liked him like two years ago. Back Dude, at, when he was back in Tennessee, hell yeah. The backup to uh, I don't know if you guys heard of this guy named Kyle Pitts. <laughs> you might you might have spent a little bit of draft capital on him. I saw him on a draft night one time, but I haven't really seen him since. <laughs> well, not only did you, but also so did the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Why did they draft him? Why, dude? He had someone explain it. He literally had the best rookie season for a tight end ever, and has done nothing since. Johnny Smith has twenty targets on the year. Kyle Pitts has eighteen in the last three weeks. Uh, and Johnny Smith, you know, that's pretty even target share, I guess. Um, but Johnny Smith has made some plays. I mean, the last three, uh, that targets you're talking about is last three weeks specifically. Um, the biggest difference is that in that time frame. Kyle Pitts has about 70 yards versus John Smith's 170 yards. It's just which doesn't sound like much, but that's a that's a that's a that's couple a ten, of miles difference in, in this economy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean that's 10 points extra you could have in the last three weeks if you start Kyle uh, John Smith over Kyle Pitts. I mean, I I I, I just don't get it. In and this economy, that's between living in the hood and being in a gated community with tight ends. <laughs> At this point, uh, 100 yards. Kyle Pitts should be on the waivers, right? Like, you you can't start Kyle Pitts. You can't, but you have to hold on to him, obviously. Why? Because of where you drafted him. No, you can cut your losses. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes I mean, you got to realize when you made a mistake. Yeah, it depends on your roster, man. I don't know. I mean, it does. Like, honestly, the Falcons offense looks like absolute trash. If you have anyone that isn't Bajan Robinson, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, He's that guy, though, dude. Every week they have clips of him just destroying defenders' ankles. Yeah, you called it. Kudos to you on that one. Like, if I'm in a league where I have Kyle Pitts and Jake Ferguson is available, I'm dropping Pitts for Jake Ferguson. You wouldn't try to trade Kyle Pitts? He still has name value to... We no, all play, there's no way. We dude. all play fancy with people who don't, like, fully understand, but they just know name value. I mean, you can try to get something out hey, of that. Hey, man, take, a, take advantage of that village dummy. <laughs> throw the feelers out there. We I all guess, know a but... couple. A couple tacos in the league. You know, you're just <laughs> like, hey, man, it's Kyle Pitts, dude. He was going in the fucking sixth, fifth round. Like, But sometimes those guys don't care about name value unless it's like Tom Brady or something. Like Kyle Pitts to them is just like, who? You know, like. If they it... care about Tom Brady, I'll add Tom Brady right now and trade him. You know what I'm saying? It's just like Kyle Pitts has done nothing to have any name value, like over the last two seasons. Two seasons, yeah. So I'm, I'm totally fine with dropping Kyle Pitts. Uh, what are they doing? Then? They had Kyle Pitts come off one of the best rookie seasons, right, as a tight end or the best. Then they drafted Drake London, and it's like, oh hey, we have no one to throw them the ball. Ravaging like four yards of fucking pass attempt. Yeah. I mean, and granted, it probably should be noted that that rookie year was with Matt Ryan. It was his last year in atlanta and clearly that made a difference but uh the statue of liberty yeah but at least he can throw the ball on time yeah yeah they knew how to pass protect though if if matt ryan was playing for the fucking uh ah, god damn falcons fucking, yeah for the no not not for the falcons why am i airing out on this right now who the seahawks just played jesus <laughs> the christ giants yes if matt ryan was in daniel jones position Sack records would have been broken. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. He would have got. Add like five or six sacks to that. Yeah. He would have got uh, crushed. I mean, you know what's crazy is in that rookie year, Kyle Pitts had 110 targets, 
over a thousand yards receiving, but only scored one touchdown. Like he's only scored three touchdowns in his career. They're never in scoring position. That's that is bad. I'm insane. just I can't help but play devil's advocate. And even if they were in scoring position, let's just say he had six now at this point. That's still disappointing. And I get it, but like, and I, you know, to your point about trading him, I would try to trade him like yesterday. I mean, at this point, people are going to start thinking, and same with the Falcons. Like, other teams in the NFL are going to start thinking, is it a Kyle Pitts problem? Like, right. What NFL team is going to try to trade for this guy? I mean, maybe if they see the, the potential, but at the same time, it's like, what have you done in the last two years you know they just have to watch a couple quarters of film on the quarterbacks making horrible fucking decisions uh, but at this point like as a team it is the atlanta falcons like what can you even trade kyle pitts for right now a sixth round draft pick you know fifth round draft pick like realistically someone that Pajan Robinson likes because you want to keep him around. At this point, that's all that fucking oh, matters. Man. It's just like it's, who's your best friend, dude? Who's your best friend in college? I played receiver, something. We'll we'll just get him instead. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a weird situation. So, anyways, um, I guess pick up Johnny Smith over Kyle Pitts. Uh, that's what Arthur's telling you to do. I hope we're wrong about this, but we we can't be. Yeah, I mean, at this point. What else can we do? It is what it is. You just got to cut your losses and move on, I think, in my opinion. Not so humble opinion. Yeah, we're all talking mad shit, but I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. We can't. We got to. <laughs> I mean, Ryan's on the wall. Out of all these, I mean, the only one I have any share of pissing is our Dynasty League. And I can't. There's no tight end to even pick up. So I have to continue to try to roll with him a little bit, but. <clears throat> And just pray to God they actually bring in a fucking quarterback next year that can do something. Yeah. Well, I do have Michael Mayer. Maybe we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong about that one. But, uh, I'm, I'm holding tough. Fuck it. Oh, I got room God. on the roster. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for week five waiver wires. We'll be back later this week uh, with starts and sits of the week. Uh, and I personally will not be so risque with my running backs i promise <laughs> all right so uh better picks to come uh good luck with your waiver wires if you have any questions hit us up on twitter at the ff fathers or on instagram uh with any questions about who you should add to your roster and with that we bid you goodbye bye